Hello and welcome to Otaku the Town, a podcast about anime, I guess, or whatever. I'm Elliot. I'm Kayla. I'm Paul. And this week we're returning once again, and always, to talk about Naruto. Uh, but before we get into that, we're going to start off with a question uh, for our hosts to kind of get warmed up, get the discussion going. Um, this week in the episode, we saw our first ever summoning technique, um, where a character summons a lot of dogs, which is pretty great, because there's a, just a, a, an assault of dogs on screen. Very literally. Indeed, indeed. Um, but uh, something we know from later in the show, and I'm just going to cheat in here and add it in, is that uh, summoning seems to be a kind of one-to-one deal. One ninja can summon one type of thing. Uh, so I think we should all talk about, if we were ninjas, what animal would we summon? I'll go first, I guess. Uh, I would definitely summon a lizard or possibly lizards because I'm very reptilian as a person. Mm-hmm. I, I've had a pet lizard before. Mm-hmm. I love lizards. And the other alternative would be a snake, and that's kind of taken. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be a plagiarist. That makes so sense. I'm going to go with lizards. No, I like you are very reptilian. Mm-hmm. Um, I've often said you have the coldest and the clammiest scales. Mm-hmm. I need to be outside in the sun for an hour to an hour and a half before I can start my day. You smell everything with your tongue. I do. I do. I eat about once a month. I call them Paul Kisses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes just to record this podcast, I have to get a big lamp and put it on top of Paul. We need to make sure we regulate his body temperature. Mm -hmm. I need a cool place and a warm place in my habitat. Well, you've always got a warm place right here. Oh, thanks, Elliot. How about you, Kayla? (laughs) I know that I have said something like this before, but, and Elliot is nodding. And mine would be cats. And it would be cats of all sizes. I would have like a little kitten. Mm-hmm. I would have like a house cat. And then I would have like an ocelot. And then a panther. And then some sort of insanely oversized Bengal tiger. Mm. Just to round things out. Just mm. a nice pack of cats. How about like War Cat from Masters of the Universe? Yes. War Cat can come too. What about that dumb cat from. Snarf is not a cat. <laughs> I don't know what Snarf is, but Snarf is not a cat. If Chitara would like to team up, that's fine. What if but you Snarf summoned a woman? Or what if I just summoned all of the Thundercats? <laughs> How many Thundercats can we name? Chitara, Lionel, and I am out. Panthero? Pantero. Oh. Oh, is it not Pantero? You're probably right. I don't know. Maybe it's Panthero. Panthero? Is it Panthero? Pantera? I never That's a fan. <laughs> I think each of them probably owns a cat. They kind of look like cat dudes. I can never name the twins, the impish twins. Nobody cares the about children. them. The mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Boy and girl. <laughs> and I think that's it. Mm-hmm. That was pretty that's good. All. Yeah, there that's we go. not that's not that. That ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna throw you guys, because you guys think you know what I'm gonna say. And you're fucking wrong. It's not bears. Oh. It's sloths. Because okay. I'm not really useful enough to summon bears, I don't think. Sloths <laughs> would be terrifying. I mean, what about a sloth bear? That's a thing. Maybe I would get one sloth bear, but he would just take a nap on the pile of sloths I summon. I summon a sloth and it just like slowly wraps its little beautiful arms around you and just goes to sleep on you. What about a giant land sloth that, was, that? that lived like in the last ice age? Those things were pretty cool. It would, yeah, I would summon it, and it would just, it would pick you up, and it would put you on its big woolly mm-hmm. tummy, and you guys would take a nap together. That sounds really great. That does sound really great, and not at all like what, you know, could potentially happen. Were you to summon, like, a dangerous sloth with those big claws that they have? They I'm do imagining have very a big giant, claws. giant sloth, mm-hmm. as we see with some summoning jutsus later in the series. 
Uh, I and just I worry Im- about those claws. I can't imagine myself summoning anything that didn't just take a nap. That's adorable, and I love it. I may be very tired right now. <laughs> I love it with all my heart. Moving on. Um, I forgot how we start this. What are we talking about? Do you ever think that we're Mean Girls? Yes. <laughs> Constantly, all the time. If we were the Mean Girls, which ones would we be? Oh my god. <laughs> no. This is about to be the meanest conversation I got really ever. scared. I started thinking and I got really, really just terrified, but... There may not be a right answer to that. No, there, I there isn't a right that, answer. We all demonstrate elements of, I would say, the original trio. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm leaving Katie Heron out of it. Yeah, no, she doesn't belong, yeah. But we all have different mm-hmm. elements of mm-hmm. Gretchen and Regina and Karen, for sure. Yeah, sure. We've all been Karen. I think, I mean, my, my hardest tell, you know, I, I completely agree. If you put a gun to my head and forced me to assign one to one, I'm I feel excited. like I could do it. I might do that. Great. The gun um, is here. Please yeah. tell all right. me everything. Um, I'm Karen. Um, I want to hug you. <laughs> you're Regina. Oh. And Paul is, of course, Gretchen Wieners, yeah, that's actually, which is perhaps yeah, the most obvious. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I'll, I'll accept know that. know all the secrets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Paul keeps them in his beard. And I'm probably <laughs> most likely to kill someone out of rage, mm-hmm. so there we are. Yeah, that actually kind of worked. And I'm, like, the most likely to be really mean by accident. Aww. <laughs> I still really want to give you up. No, no, I mean, I own it. Um... To start off, we're going to talk about episode 17, White Past, Hidden Ambition, um, in which we learn about Haku's past. Uh, Kakashi summons quite a few dogs, and Naruto gets a little bit foxy. So we have a recap at the beginning as usual. I'm sorry, Kayla. I knew. <laughs> no, I, knew. I, I, I liked it. <laughs> no, I mean. She really sold that with the delivery. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Uh, a little bit of a recap. Um, uh, Sasuke is dead on the ground, full of needles, which causes Naruto to fox out. He foxes up. Um, he foxes hard and fast. Foxes all around. Indeed. Um... I'm not contributing to this. I don't know why you're looking at me like you're expecting me to whip it out. <laughs> no, no, I just... But I did call him a murder fox all through my notes. I mean, he he became a very murdery fox. Mm-hmm. Um, there was kind of a really cool animation technique, which was probably very cheesy, but I still loved it, where we see these close-ups on Naruto's face, but it's shown in black and white, and there are all of these really fast-moving lines kind of surging towards his eyes and his mouth. I think that's what a rage blackout is, when you get so angry that just, like, the world fades to black and white, Mm -hmm. and then red if you spill blood. Have you not had one of these? I have, uh, not that I recall. It's been a while. That's why they're called rage blackouts. Most of my blackouts are alcohol-related. And, and well in my past. <laughs> Yay! It's fine. Um. You could also note that it could be a reference to the way that the panel would look in the manga with just black and white, the fast moving lines implying a lot of action or a lot of energy moving. And oh, that's interesting. presents as a more illustrative style, I guess. Totally. And I mean, it, it is a very like abrupt but cool stylistic change. I mean, it, it works. But it works yeah. very well for the moment. No, that's interesting. It is very comic booky. Uh, I really liked it. Um, Haku says that he sees murder in Naruto's eyes. Um, and I kind of wrote that off as a dumb anime line. And then I was like, wait a minute, that's kind of what, like, a lot of these last couple episodes have been about. And Haku would know. I mean, that's some, that's the first thing he says to Zabuza is, you have eyes like mine. He knows what it looks like mm-hmm. when you're capable of murder. 
Well, and in just the last episode, Zabuza is like, there's no way your kids can win, Kakashi. Like, Haku, you know, Haku is prepared to kill, and your kids are not. Um, and it's interesting, because Haku is like, oh shit, this boy is not prepared to kill. Being foxy can do that for you, apparently. It's true. I have a hat that says foxy on it, and has a picture of a fox on it, and I did kill two people while I was wearing it last. If we ever do a live panel, you need to wear it. I, yeah, I sure, I sure will. That's, the second, that's the second reference to that hat on this podcast. It <laughs> it's is, true. It is, it is. I'll wear my foxy hat, and I'll have, a, a, I'll wear like a really like high crop top, and I'll draw a little seal on my tummy. Okay. But not like, not like Naruto's seal. Like, like a, a seal. Like a seal seal. Sure. Yep. <laughs> like seal. Like <laughs> ex-husband of Heidi Klum. Wonderful. Can I write the lyrics to Kiss a Rose on your back? Because that would really, I mean, it would do it for me. Um, so. In fact, you can shave them into my back. Perfect. Yep. It's got a lot. Um, I guess this podcast started as a lot. Yeah. Um, it's never going to be a little. Is there some kind of like kill status as a ninja? Like, like when I'm picking out oranges from a store... I can like kind of you can kind of sniff near the navel of the orange, and if so, it smells really citrusy, you're like, oh, this is ripe. a good orange. It's so right. So, can you tell if a ninja has like ripened into murder or not? <laughs> totally. Is it like the way their pupils crease, or like do you like look behind their ear, like, oh, oh, it looks like you're ready to kill? And then if they don't murder in time, do they start getting like like brown and like start rotting? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. It's interesting. I feel like in other series they've talked about like being able to sense or taste or even smell bloodlust. Mm. And that is something that I have zero experience with in real life, to be perfectly honest. So I wouldn't know, but that seems to be a running theme. Maybe yeah. someone who has killed someone can write in and tell us about it. Uh, but write us anonymously because protect yourself. Paul is a liar. Yeah, we, ha- we, ha- a we, liar. Have a, we have podcast listener confidentiality. So. <laughs> yeah. We will not tell anyone. I'm pretty sure that means that are. any communication with us is privileged. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. It's oh. not, to be clear. It's not. <laughs> uh, um, so Naruto just literally roars and charges at Haku. And Haku tries to like throw some needles at Naruto and he roars them out of the way. Like were, his energy literally repels the attack. It's insane. They were panic needles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were panic needles. Uh, when I watched that part, I just wrote, he only answers to Zool now. Oh, no. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, ascendancy in these last few episodes. I guess, I mean, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll get there when we get there. But that, yeah, that is really interesting. Um, Naruto starts just smashing up Haku's mirrors. Um, so, so much for this, like, indestructible, unbeatable technique. Like, I guess they were just ice all along. I suppose indestructible and unbeatable up until a certain kind of opponent is encountered, which, Mm -hmm. considering some things, Haku has probably never encountered before. There was actually an asterisk at the end of all of those sentences, which was like, it's unbeatable, except by foxes. But like, you know, that was just like, oh, that'll never come up. Who reads reads the fine print? Mm -hmm. Should have bought some fox repellent. It's true. He needed to get fox insurance and he just didn't. Yeah. He thought, you know what? I don't need it. It's only $10 a month, but it's the $10 I'll a month that I can. I'm just going to self insure, you know? Never that's need if, it. if if foxes come along, then foxes come along, but I just, I'm never going to need it. Guys, Very buy foolish. fox insurance. You're only gambling with your own life. Always Kayla, insure yourself. Do you, uh, do you know some people who could sell them fox insurance? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, too risky. I know some people who would. <laughs> we got out of that game. We would love we're, to get that phone call. We're making a killing, you know, and then. Uh, I know someone specifically who works in casualty claims who I would love to direct that call to. Oh my god. 
Hello, I'm just really afraid of ninjas. Well, not every ninja. I'm really afraid of ninjas who have foxes sealed inside their tum-tums. Hi, I'd really like to file a claim. I was recently assaulted by a murder fox, Mm -hmm. and my arm is all messed up. In fact, it's not even attached to my body anymore. My hospital bills are outrageous. Can you please fix this? He roared my feelings out of me. Well, did you buy the fox insurance rider to your policy? Uh, let me let me check. I, I don't I don't think I did. Oh, I, well then I'm sorry. You're just you're just not covered. There's nothing you know. I I'd love to help you, but you know my I'm boss. I'm going to post on your Facebook page until you answer my claims questions. Corporate would just you know my, just ride my ass if I, I just can't cover you. I'm sorry. You know just that's. You know. I mean you've got ninjas, sure. You've got ice ninjas, yeah. But like foxes, I'm, I'm, I mean I'm not seeing it in your coverage mm-hmm. now. You know if mm-hmm. if you if you find that policy, you find the paperwork, please contact me. I'd love to help you. I'd love Underwriting to. just didn't include it in your policy. I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do for you and they're like all right fine i'm gonna post on your facebook page and send you private messages please don't listeners please don't send us private messages you can send me private messages you can send me direct messages you can send me public messages um just come to my house don't sure don't i want to meet you i have no problem meeting you in a safe public setting that's been pre-arranged where other people are everywhere do you want to grab a drink sometime elliot stop hitting on the listeners they can't see you winking. Cut it out. <laughs> it's harassment. I mean, considering we know basically all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hitting on your friends. Yeah. Um, Haku fills Naruto with knives, but then they just shoot out of him because Naruto is the indestructible one now. Uh, and then Kakashi jumps in to give us some handy narrative about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so Naruto's seal has weakened and some of the chakra is being let out, but it's not totally gone. Uh, which means that the nine-tailed fox is not literally going to escape. This is just a trickle of its power coming out, which is sort of terrifying um, because this trickle of power has like healed Naruto's fatal wounds and given him the ability to like roar knives out of the air. If this is only a trickle. You can imagine that why the uh, the Konoha insurance companies just don't sell fox insurance anymore <laughs> after the after that attack. Yeah, they can't possibly. Mm. It's like it's like the floodplain in Houston, Texas. They just, you can't mm-hmm. get flood insurance there anymore. Oh, same with wildfires in California. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There are whole new catastrophe laws being written. And Fox insurance in Konoha is the same. Well, thing. and I mean, imagine how fucked up insurance in Konoha is. Like when logging is that big of a part of your industry, like mm-hmm. you're just drowning in claims. Yeah. Think of the deaths. Think of the dead. Sorry. <laughs> Just think that of the dead. That was deaths. our moment of silence for the dead of for the ninja loggers. Yeah. So I couldn't remember when I was watching this part whether or not it had been revealed to us that Kakashi clearly knew about Naruto and the fact that he had the nine-tailed fox sealed inside him. I think, or he if must. this was a revealing moment. Yeah, I think. Did he we does. know that he knew? I think we did. Did we? I, I didn't, didn't he had a talk with the Hokage? That's what I was that. trying to remember. But either way, I do like the Kakashi seems down with teaching a student who, you know, needs extra guidance, mm-hmm. so to speak. Maybe that's why he was so determined to fail them. Maybe right? he doesn't He's actually like, I really always don't do want this. to deal with this. He's just like, I oh, must fail them. That's a lot. I have a lot of books to read. Mm-hmm. And then he rhythmic dances a, with a the book. scroll. He does. Oh my god, that was so great. It was like it was rhythmic gymnastics. Have you, it ever, was. Have you ever watched rhythmic gymnastics in the summer had. Olympics? That's that's what I he did. I screamed out loud. I was like, yes, ten points. And mm-hmm. I, I felt kind of bad for him because men can, do not compete in rhythmic gymnastics. There's no there's no At men's all? no, and then not in the Olympics. Rude. So Kakashi is just out of luck. He just has to do it, you know, in, in the middle of combat here. Yep, I well, I mean, so. if you can't compete, like I I do feel like ninjaing is kind of the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's your that's your fallback. It's rhythmic dancing to the death. But that's kind of the Olympics too. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and that's why so many people died last year. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the rhythm consumed them. It was a pretty good dance. Like, and they actually they had a weird amount of animation on it. Like, I was surprised, like how much maybe maybe somebody in the animation just really likes rhythmic gymnastics and wanted to use that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so what he's doing is he has bitten his thumb and he's wiped it down a scroll and he's dancing with this scroll so that he can make dogs. Their appear. thumbs must have so many scars on them. I can't even imagine. It was so much blood. And he like they do that tore the, time. the front of his thumb off. Mm-hmm. Maybe all the dead loggers, do they just always amputate their thumbs and replace it? Maybe they just go through <laughs> all the thumbs. <laughs> they just have a surplus of thumbs. <laughs> yep. And that's part of the body harvesting process. That's why they always pick up hitchhikers on the way to Konoha. They oh need, my god. They need thumbs. Wow. <laughs> I also like that because people just like run <laughs> from place to place as ninjas. And so when ninjas pick up hitchhikers, they just literally they pick them up. They out of the trees like, and just lift whoosh. them up. Yeah, you know the toll, and they can cut off a thumb and yep. carry them wherever they want well, to go. Oh, that's why I was holding it up. I know the toll. <laughs> um, so he tells Zabuza they need to quit playing around, and he's going to finish this in one move. And then we got back to Naruto and Haku. Mm-hmm. Um, Haku is held in Naruto's grip. Um, he's kind of doing this cool thing. He's like sealing, and he's like, he says something about like trying to suppress Naruto's chakra, and he can't. But, like, even the fact that this one kid is, like, trying to suppress, you know, this incredible chakra of the nine-tailed fox, it's, it's kind of neat. Um, Naruto gives Haku a classic DBZ wind-up punch. Yep. Um, where he, like, charges up with power and shoots his fist forward, and we, we see it five different times from different angles. Um, we see a bit of that this episode. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of creators in anime and manga will reference Dragon Ball and reference... Akira Toriyama's mm-hmm. in influence, and you just you see it everywhere. Totally. Everywhere. Uh, yeah, big old big old auras, big explosions. Um, so previously, uh, if you don't remember, in the pre- last episode, um, Haku had Naruto and Sasuke trapped in this impenetrable prison of ice, and Naruto just punches Haku out of it. Um, the, the you know half the mirrors are broken. Um, we see this incredible shot of the, these mirrors, like, crumbling behind Haku. Uh, like, Haku is, like, trying to stand up as his mirrors just, like, shatter and melt behind him. Um, it's very, very cool. Uh, Naruto has this horrifying, vacant stare. This, like, he, like, like a vaguely primal grimace and these dead eyes as yeah. he's just... He's not in there. No, no, Naruto is not home. Yeah, speaking Only of Zool. speaking of blackouts, Zool. Yeah. Only Zool. <laughs> Do the nine-tailed fox have a name, or is it just nine-tailed fox? He does have a name. Okay, I don't remember what it is. Otherwise, I'd tell you. It's right. no point in being coy. It's Scott. Ken. Ken. Oh, okay. Ken Kenneth. the fox. Ken. Ken. Mm-hmm. Scott is his father. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. He doesn't like it when they get confused. No, they don't, no. Have, a, they don't have a great relationship. Scott no, is my father. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm gonna destroy your village. Scott was very distant. Yeah. He, I mean, he was destroying a city across the across the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ken wanted to do it together. It was like mm-hmm. a father and son thing, but yeah, no. Scott was not having that. No, no such luck. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really feel for him. Once yeah. again, the moral story of Naruto is nurture your children. Yep. Don't raise them to kill. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so sad. Um, I took a <laughs> note that's really weird to say out loud. We hear Haku call out to Zabuza in his mind. There's a lot of, like people thinking things in this show like we get a lot of narration of people's thoughts um which which sounds weird when you say it 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 doesn't feel weird when you watch the show though i was like oh this is a really sweet moment haku's like calling out to zabuza and i wrote it down like haku thinks zabuza's name like okay (laughs) i wonder if it's just one step 
even further back into omniscience. Mm. Like in, in a in a book, that'd be very, very strange. Mm-hmm. It would be jarring and just really terrible to read any kind of narration where you're jumping into different characters' thoughts rather than sort of standing behind them and watching them, mm-hmm. just one person. But somehow it kind of worked in this. Totally. It didn't break me out of it. Now, it, it, it feels like a lot of people in this show are like, like calling out to other people uh, in ways in their minds that they Constantly. cannot do in their words. Sasuke-kun! Sasuke-kun, yeah. Constantly. That's pretty deep. Thank you. Uh, so this horrible monstrous Naruto is, like, going towards Haku, um, presumably about to kill him, um, when Haku's mask, like, breaks off and falls to the ground. Um, and Naruto recognizes Haku as this really sweet, wonderful boy he met in a field of flowers. There, there's no white moment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and Naruto can't do it. Um, he, like, defoxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and- it's both easier and harder to punch people you actually know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how there's this whole piece of advice that if someone is encroaching upon you violently mm-hmm. and seems to have the intent to kill, one thing you should do is immediately blurt out a lot of personal information because it humanizes you to the person who could attack you. And it's much harder for them to attack you if you're another human being, if they're seeing you as a human being and not just as the object of their violence. I've never heard that before. You've never heard that? Welcome no. to being a woman. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I've never heard that atop my throne of I'm privilege. Sure it's not. Those cries have never reached something me. Something that is told to women, but it's something that I heard uh, when I was pretty young, I think from other friends, um, and it's something that I've thought about quite a bit. But it's also, you know, kind of, sometimes it's easier to punch the people that you know because you're more comfortable with them and you just sort of knock them on the shoulder. Or something. Oh, <laughs> God damn, Kayla, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I'm, 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 oh, I'm calling the police. Look, there's a word for what I did just now, and it was a biff. You'll be fine. Oh, okay. Like from Back to the Future? <laughs> Hoverboards. I don't know. I wanted a reference. <laughs> I'm sorry for all the wheezing I just did. I don't know when I started to laugh the way that my grandfather used to laugh, but now I do, and there's nothing I can do about it. Growing up is crazy. That's okay. It just makes me feel like you're going to, I don't know, offer me candy. Oh, there's some unwrapped butterscotches that have been in my pocket for nine days. That'll do. <laughs> Perfect. You're going to wheezingly Granddad. offer me a butterscotch. Hey, would you like some candy? I got some butterscotch in my pocket. <laughs> I need an adult, but I am an adult. We're all technically adults. Mm-hmm. Sitting here doing an Naruto podcast. Sure. I'm into it. Technically, just an anime podcast. <laughs> this You're podcast right, this is, is for adults only. Mm-hmm. We're just three adults hanging out, being <laughs> adults. Hashtag adulting. Mm, sitting around this table. Ooh, it just got old in this room. Suddenly, I am the unsafe one. Mm. Arthritis. Mm. Wait, I'm the Do oldest person here. Do you want to rub some tiger balm I'm, on me? I don't, for starters. Mm. <laughs> I'm the oldest person here. You are. I have to do yoga or my back hurts. I mean, same. You need to take a Tylenol. Actually, I, I messed up my knee earlier this week. It's, I hate being old. I take a lot of antacids. Something, something prunes. Prunes. Something, something. <laughs> Do you feel like we should just stop this episode and come back to this? That's a good episode title, Something Something Proof. <laughs> if you want, we can pause it and like open the window for a minute. Maybe it's because I'm I'm warm right now. We'll, we'll, we'll get through the rest of this okay. episode and then we'll take a break. I'm for like, maybe sure. that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe no, I'm we're definitely just getting over. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> anyway, Sohaku's kind of surprised that uh, Naruto can't seem to can't seem to do it, can't seem to you know want to hurt him anymore. And um, he even says, even though I killed your dear friend, you can't kill me. Um, and then Naruto does try to punch Haku, but like the fox tracker is gone, and it, it, it just it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, and Haku kind of like. It almost seems like a taunt, but it's not because it's Haku. Haku's just like blown away and says like, wasn't he someone special to you? Yes, that, I loved that line. It was very much like, I killed your lover. You should punch me harder. Didn't you care about him? Like, Mm -hmm. Haku expresses his love of Zabuza through violence. Sure. That's the only way he probably expresses his affection. Mm -hmm. So that's why he just can't quantify that Naruto can't follow through with the punch. And it just, again, it sounds, like you said, it sounds like a taunt, but the reality of it is so much more heartbreaking than that. Um, Haku says something really fucking intense here. Um, we, we see a lot of, like, flashbacks to different things Haku has said um, about, you know, how important it is to protect someone important and how, like, that's kind of his purpose is to protect someone important. Um, and he says, many people misunderstand. They pity and don't finish off the enemy they ought to finish. They let them survive. To me, that isn't compassion. Do you know how it feels not to be needed by anyone? And I was like, yeah, he fucking knows he's Naruto. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, more than more than anyone you've ever met. Um, but also, like, fuck. Like, that's really brutal. Like, mm-hmm. the idea that you, sh- you should just... You should just kill me, you know? Like, you know, if, if you've bested me, you should end me because I, I am worthless if I can be beaten. Well, and when we start to go into Haku's backstory for real, further back than when he's a child impoverished on the streets, mm-hmm. it's so interesting to see that in some way, you know, he says that line, do you know how it feels not to be needed by anyone? Naruto does know what that feels like, but their paths are so different wildly different wildly different where instead of making the mistake of being like oh naruto chooses to like take the high road and not kill anyone Mm -hmm. even though he's also been alone his whole life it's like no this was never a choice for haku Mm -hmm. he never had a choice about this Uh, yeah so let's just jump right in so we go into haku's backstory haku's full backstory um which i had forgotten about like kind of a lot of stuff about the end of this arc same uh, so we learned that Haku was born in the land of water, um, in a snowy village, shockingly. Um, Got all sorts of water in that, you know, frozen, mm-hmm. presumably they have some water vapor, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. liquid, liquid water. Dehumidifiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, his, they, they set up the big industrial humidifiers all throughout the village. Indeed, indeed. Just every, every kind of water. Um, Heavy water, they have some enriched uranium. Mm-hmm. Hard water, soft water. Sorry, I'll <laughs> Haku's parents worked on a small farm, uh, and, and they were—they seemed really poor. Um, but they were happy. They well, and, and I thought it was weird. They I was were like, "So cute!" And then mm-hmm. they fucking betrayed me. Uh, my first thought—I think I actually took a note on this—was like, "How are they poor if Haku has this like weird genetic magical ninja specialty?" Um, and then we found out that there was a massive like ninja war. Um, and people with a with the keke genkai or the, the bloodline limits, the kind of special technique that Haku has, um, were used in this war as like weapons of mass destruction. They were and, considered harbingers of disaster and death. Cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool, cool. And so now, in the aftermath of this, they are hated and feared and hunted and killed. It's very much like a, an alt universe X Men storyline here. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Naruto also sense. needs another explanation of what Keke Genkai are yeah. during this episode, which I appreciated. His third, maybe? Mm-hmm. That's all right. It's all right. You know. Sakura already knew. Yeah. Naruto needs to be told at least three times. Yep. This all tracks. Um, That's about the exchange rate. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the people who had these abilities um, kid after after this war, um, and uh, Haku's mother had this ability and kept it a secret from Haku's father. Uh, so I, I guess this technique just is just like any kind of water manipulation. Because mm-hmm. um, we we see baby Haku like sort of almost like telekinetically pulling water out of this frozen pond. He looks like a waterbender. He looks like a waterbender. Yeah. He looks like a waterbender. Yeah. He's temporarily Katara. Haku's a waterbender. No wonder yes. we like him so much. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Send us fan fiction. Oh my god. Write us a travel. Haku of the water tribe. Please. Oh, but he's happy. But he's happy. Oh. If he's not happy and not be. with Zabuza, then don't send it. He definitely right, be Northern Water specific. Tribe. He seems very he's very urbane. He's not he's mm-hmm. definitely, definitely mm-hmm. northern. Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah. Um oh that's the life he deserves. Um so then we see uh we so we see Haku do it like being like, Oh, look what I can do to his mom, who fucking slaps him and then collapses on him crying while this like angry silhouette of his dad spies this from almost off screen. I was so not okay with this whole sequence of events. Uh, like we've joked about abuse a little bit yeah but it's it's really no joke like this whole scene where his mom wails on him is so unacceptable even like that if it were just that that was horrific it was really like just yeah watching this sweet young boy's mom just beat him even out of fear that like someone would discover what he is and who she Mm -hmm. is and having them get killed like don't nope never never an excuse never acceptable yeah. Totally. I think a lot of times as we go through, I mean, I'm super guilty of this. I'm like, oh, this is anime. And I just sort of like suspend my disbelief about a, a lot of things. And I'm like, well, I'm watching an anime. So of course, you know, some shitty things are going to happen because anime is anime. But like, fuck, like right. there are limits and this definitely crossed them. Like, yeah. that was, There's was, even a moment where I was like, oh, this is happening because this is the writers helping to shatter the illusion that they created that Haku's family was perfect and good. Mm-hmm. Because if it really was good... That never would have happened, no matter the circumstances. No matter the stakes, she never would have struck him like mm-hmm. that. So it goes to show that it was, I mean, we just didn't, re- he didn't really know who his parents really were. Like, yeah. they were already maybe not great people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They well, had gone through a war. And I mean, I'm it's sure. complicated and awful, but like. You know, a woman post-war in hiding, f- afraid of being killed. Like, I, you know, I get that that's possibly already been abused by her husband. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, he yeah. didn't know apparently about her being um, uh, Keke Genkai. Yeah, I mean, I mean but yes. Like, <laughs> but even then. Uh, so then we flash forward a little bit, and Haku is crying in his house. His mother is dead on the ground, just having been killed by his dad and a lynch mob. Um, who then come for Haku, um, and then we cut to the outside of the house. Um, a, tr- a deeply traumatized Haku is stumbling through the snow, um, and his house is filled with these bloody spears of ice that have obviously just killed everyone in giant, the Giant, giant, like, ice spears giant, that have destroyed yeah. the Colossal house, Colossal ice spears. Yeah, like, 20, 30-foot-long ice spears. Which, he should do that again when he's, you know, fighting Naruto and Sasuke. Yeah, he probably could have just killed them immediately for with that. For him, it would yeah. probably be... You know, that's such an example of being out of control, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. okay, forgive me for this. 
But think about Elsa in Frozen. Okay. <laughs> when she's really scared, she throws those long icicles and they like string out and she doesn't really have control over them. She has to pull back. They're sort of responding strictly to her emotion, mm. which she doesn't have a lot of control over because she's never really allowed herself to experience them before. Interesting. might be a little bit the same way. He's experiencing a whole new emotion of like fear and maybe a little bit of rage and just horror and sadness all at once and it just erupts out of him. Whereas later in life, he's learned control. He wants to be a perfect tool for Zabuza. Mm -hmm. So he chooses a technique that gives him ultimate control. And it's also very elegant. It is a very elegant technique. It was very cool. Um, And so then uh, the the kind of uh, horrific clincher on this um, is Haku completes this uh, horrific little vignette by saying, that was when I realized the most painful thing that my existence didn't matter to anyone else in the world. So, like, not only is this kid deeply traumatized, but he's, like, fucking double-downing on that with, like, profound existential dread. It's so sad. He and Dark Boy would be friends. Yeah. Well, uh, he and Naruto would be friends, because Naruto is like, oh, hey, like, same, buddy. Like, right? I kind of wanted to applaud Naruto in this moment because he's asking questions, he wants Mm -hmm. to learn more, he doesn't turn away, he's listening and empathizing Mm -hmm. while Haku is standing there looking just broken. Totally. Over what he's experienced. Like, Naruto is yes-anding everything that he does. He's, like, there to share his pain. Yeah, he's there He accepts it it and welcomes it and wants to help it. Naruto's such a good dude. See, Naruto's actually a really good person, even though he makes horrible decisions a lot of the time and we dunk on him a whole bunch. At his core, he's a character of pure empathy. He's a 10-year-old with no supervision. Kakashi doesn't do shit. He doesn't even know how to check the expiration dates on his milk. Um, how old is Kakashi? That's a great question. I ask myself that question a lot because I've been trying to gauge how inappropriate my crush is. Okay. I mean... How inappropriate is it? Have you reached a conclusion? I don't know! Okay. <laughs> All right. I'd fuck I up don't to really like fifty. Know. Okay. Gosh, she's right. definitely under fifty. I mean, yeah, for sure. Well, he's, it's, he got it's like a, a gray hair, right? But he's always had that mm-hmm. hair. I feel like Kakashi's like mid to late thirties. Like seems about right. Thirty six, thirty seven. I feel like at some point we learn, mm. but it's hard to say. I don't know. Regardless, we're way closer in age to Kakashi than we are to Naruto. This mm-hmm. is true. I can definitively say that I never wanted to fuck Naruto. No. Nope. Good. Please don't. Oh, God. That, that's not where I was going with that. Yeah. No, no, no. I was going with like, oh, we're old joke. But yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. Sasuke on the other hand. No, just kidding. I'm going to cut that from the show. You can't stop me. Let's cut all of that last bit about Let's age. Just, and... I, mean, I think how old is Kakashi's okay. interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Um, I actually, so I do see the little like, capture thumbnails for Boruto every once in a while, <laughs> and Kakashi is not aged in that, hmm. visibly. Hmm. So. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, he's like 25. And he they do the have same. a lot of animation to reuse. Yeah. They, they do. They do. But, like, Naruto looks like an old dude. Naruto looks older than Kakashi. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm scared. Maybe he uses one of the, there, There's, like, a million different, like, de-aging clone things right there. Like, maybe he's just one of those. Maybe under, maybe that's under his mask is like an elaborate seal like Tsunade is to hold in his age. Maybe. Oh, bless you, internet. There is an entire Wikia page with a lot of information. <laughs> What's his birthday? Oh my god. It, his name means scarecrow? 
What? Kakashi means scarecrow. Harold. <laughs> oh my god! My husband's brother. <laughs> hey there, Kakashi. I see you got some children for me. I need some more skins. I'm gonna pass them. Grow them. Grow them. <laughs> Fatten them up so they've got more skin. Mm. Okay, his family name. Lead them to their dad. You horrible, horrible people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up on a roof. You made me. You can't unmake me, but I can unmake you. <laughs> Why did that sound so familiar, that voice you just did? It was Harold. Yeah. You recognized no. him from your dreams. Right. Yeah. No, it was... No, from the from your roof. That's where he lives. Yeah. Fuck you. Harold <laughs> lives on top of your apartment building. Yep. Oh, my God. And that's why you hear him in your dreams, because he goes to your window, and mm-hmm. he says, Hello. First, he raps on the window Hello. and it's Look, I listen to too many horror podcasts to be okay with what's happening. Hello. I know where you live, Elliot. The person who used to live here is Marco, and I need slippers. Oh! The old dude from Family Guy. Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, that, that's a bummer. Oh, I'm sad now. Serves you fucking right. Yeah, I'm sorry. His family name, Hatake, Hatake, means farmland field, so his name means scarecrow in the farmland. So Hatake Harold. Harold! Harold! Harold, I I can't, I don't have time for you right now, but I think we should hang out more. Hang out more meat to dry. His favorite foods are Uh, listed, but not his We have gotten off track. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are we talking about? So Haku says, uh, if someone comes along and accepts you for who you are, no one could be more important to you than that person. So the reason that Haku is so indebted to Zabuza is because Haku had no one. And not just no one. Like, Haku wasn't just, you know, an, an orphan. He wasn't just abandoned. He was, like, crushed under the existential weight of his, you know, of his lost parents. Murdering everyone he knew just mm-hmm. to survive. Uh, and, you know, Zabuza, like, it, we, we we think it's horrible the way that Zabuza found this, like, powerful kid and was like, oh, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to be my tool. I'm going to, yeah, you're going to be my tool. Um... But Haku was so grateful because Zabuza didn't just want him, like, despite his ability. He wanted him because of it. And I, I do feel like I need to jump back. I had kind of forgotten how a lot of these plots uh, resolved. Um, I had forgotten most of Haku's childhood and the way that Haku and Zabuza met. Um, in my mind, I just remembered Haku and Zabuza as those, like, two kind of gay ninjas. Um, so I feel very weird and complicated about talking about them having a loving relationship. I still kind yep. of weirdly ship it, but it's deeply fucked up. And so we, we after this, you know, after, uh, like, kind of replaying the uh, the Haku and Zabuza meeting moment, um, we, we see a flashback again to um, Haku telling Zabuza, you have the same eyes as me. And I, I don't think I realized this before, but, you know... I think we even talked about this before. Like, what does he mean by that? Like, what does he see in Zabuza? And now it's like, oh, you have the same, you have the eyes of somebody who has murdered what you love. Like, you have the eyes of somebody who has needed to kill. Right? They don't really go into it, but Zabuza, with all the ninja that he killed, he had to have known them. They were from his village. Mm -hmm. Certainly, it might not have been the same kind of relationship that Haku had with the people that he killed. Um, Probably not as emotionally shocking. Um... 
However, there are some similar principles there. Yeah. And so we see more of their, like, meeting and joining up, and it's it's really intense and really kind of fucked up. Like, uh, Zabuza says, you know, from now on, your power belongs to me. And Haku smiles, remembering this, and says, I was so happy. Like, Haku was overjoyed to be taken in by this strange sociopath. His facial expression while he's recalling that moment is excruciating. Like... Mm. He says it's the happiest moment in his life, and he's smiling, but he looks like he's in so much pain. Mm-hmm. It's horrifying. Well, how painful has this kid's whole life been? Right. You know, I mean, happiness is relative. We we see Haku telling Zabuza, "Keep me by you as a mere tool that heeds your every word." And Zabuza pats Haku on the head and says, "You're a good boy." Um, and then uh, Haku turns to Naruto. Um, and says he believes he's no longer strong enough to be Zabuza's tool. He has been bested by Naruto. Um, and he asks Naruto to kill him. He sure does. Yes, he does. Can we move forward to something really happy that happens? Is that when... The words leave the scroll. <laughs> and what springs from the ground like daisies, Elliot? What is it? Uh, it is... Puppies! Dogs. It is so many dogs. Oh, so many dogs of so many um, sorts. Yeah, uh, there's just kind of uh, dogs everywhere. There's yeah. big dogs, dogs. There's small dogs. There's weird dogs. Um, all of the they dogs. all come from underground, mm-hmm. which is really great. Mm-hmm. They, they this 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 just group of adorable ninja dogs, as Kakashi calls them. Yep, these are up from the ground and attack and immobilize Zabuza, and it seems to be a very effective technique. Mm-hmm. So this was Kakashi's whole ploy. Is like, mm-hmm. well, he's like, well, I can't see you, but dogs can smell you. Um, he reveals that he let himself get hit earlier so that his blood would get on Zabuza and Zabuza's weapons, and his ninja dogs could smell him, dig through the stone of this bridge, mm-hmm. and erupt forth and capture Zabuza. My Classic fa- Kakashi. What was your favorite one? My favorite dog was the one that was just, like, dangling in midair <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I like the big bulldog who's on his back like a mastiff okay. that's wearing a, a jacket with a funny face on the back. I love the big dumb bulldog. He was so <laughs> stupid and funny and great. Loved him. Um, <laughs> so, so I, there's the really, ninja dogs are so great. There's, there's so not much else to say Listeners, about if this. you're not watching along with us mm-hmm. and you're just listening to this, I, we can't overstate how great these ninja dogs are. I, it was this intense moment it's, between it's Zabuza a, and Kakashi, this game of chess, and it ends with Zabuza covered in dogs. Just covered in dogs. <laughs> and it's such a tonal whiplash from this like horrible story that Haku's it been telling really us. Is. And then it really is. And then it like, just basically a smash cut to these like adorable ninja dogs that are erupting out of the right. ground. I want you to kill me. But look at all these puppies! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, Kakashi kind of taunts Zabuza. This is some of the finest Kakashi. This is Kakashi, like... This is a distilled essence. Indeed. He summons a bunch of adorable ninja dogs and then just mm-hmm. kind of... And then just Zabuza. calmly lets Zabuza know, like, I know everything about you. I know your backstory. I know you're a shitty ninja who tried to start this coup, apparently. You've been on the run, um, and I knew exactly how to end you. He did some light bingo book stalking earlier mm-hmm. before the mission. <laughs> yep. Indeed, indeed. That, that's just that's just doing yeah. his due diligence. Uh, you, you don't go on a mission without checking the other person's yeah. bingo book. He looked right. him up on on n- Instagram. I know that some people think that that's like High five. Thank you. bad decorum, but by all means, if you can stalk someone on bingo book, you probably should. No, yeah. absolutely. Just you know, be, it's be safe. foolish not to. Yeah. There's, in some villages, you know, the, the you know employment laws make it a little tricky whether you know or not HR can before you hire somebody as a ninja. But you know, in Konoha, it's at least when you're prepping for a mission, you, you better check the bingo book. 
Yep. MySpace, <laughs> but one of the words is sword. <laughs> Twitter, but a ninja pun. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Sh- shatter. I don't know. That wasn't good. <laughs> no. It wasn't, it wasn't good at all. Well, Twitter doesn't give you a lot to work with. Yeah. Pun wise. Uh, so Kakashi yeah. holds out his hand and it just fucking erupts in lightning. Which um, we haven't really seen other than Sasuke summoning fire. We haven't. <laughs> Actually, no, we've had fire and water. So I guess lightning makes sense, but there's something about it that mm-hmm. seems so much more intense. Totally. Well, especially the other like, elements. Coming from Kakashi, like peak Kakashi, just his like confidence, you know, his enemy is trapped by dogs. He's like, I'm summoning puppies, and now I'm summoning lightning. Yeah, and, yeah. And, it's, the, it's the classic puppy-lightning combination. You indeed. Know, it always works. Right, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like, these are your last moments, Abaza. Say what you're going to say, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. He's like Thor. He becomes a better god after finding his humanity from adopting three unruly children. Aww. And, and making a lot of dogs. like a despicable Thor. <laughs> Scarecrow Thor. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes! Loki, let's go down to Earth! It's so much easier to get their skin than the Asgardians! I can't peel with a hammer! I don't need it anymore! I need to get an axe! I'm so sorry that I made Harold a funny joke on this. Well, actually, you no. brought that upon yourself. I, I told the story. But it's you true. guys, you guys have really just taken it to a, a mm-hmm. level that heretofore has been unexperienced yeah, by anyone. brother, I think we made You wrote clear. us the script, but we brought the part to life. Should we pay royalties from our non-existent salary to the guy who wrote and illustrated the I'm happy to cut like 3% <laughs> of everything we've made so far. Absolutely, we'll yeah. find them online and be like, hey guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can maybe give you podcast royalties. 3%. That's where the money is these days. <laughs> So we flash back to Naruto. Um, he's refusing to kill Haku. Um, he can't believe that Zabuza could be special to Haku uh, when uh, Haku has been treated like a tool, literally. Um, I think this is a really complicated moment uh, because this is kind of the most traumatized kid. Um, I mean, certainly that we've met so far. Uh, spoilers that we'll probably ever meet in this show, or at least certainly close to it. Um Zabuza gave Haku a purpose and also, like, food and shelter and safety when he had nothing. Um, we see, like, this really wonderful flashback of little Haku holding a bunny and the bunny gets out of his arms and runs away and Zabuza brings it back to him and, like, pats him on the head? When he carries the bunny back by its ears and the bunny is limp, so mm-hmm. I just had a moment oh, where no. I was like, the bunny is dead. Or they're going to use that bunny for the replacement technique, or they're just going to eat that bunny. Mm-hmm. I'm so worried about this bunny, but all Zabuza does is hand it back to Haku, who just snuggles it in his arms, mm-hmm. and it's this tender moment, and no one gets hurt. Maybe that is the bunny that they later bring to use the replacement technique on. Which, oh. I mean, which that, gets that, away. If it gets away, it gets really scared. Mm-hmm. It's like a terrified bunny, but oh. it's, it lives. It's Do fine. You think that was Haku's pet this whole time, mm-hmm. and he had to say goodbye? Maybe. This is breaking my heart. Oh my, but also, Haku, like, gives... Excuse me, Zabuza gives Haku this, like, really gentle and sweet pat. It's, like, it's a really tender moment. Right? They have a very complicated dynamic, but there are moments like that. Uh, yeah, this this whole episode, really, these last few episodes, really fucked me up. Um, Haku says, uh, you know, I've, I've lost the usefulness that affirmed my existence. Like... That's it. This is where he's at. Haku is asking to be killed Mm -hmm. because he no longer sees a purpose in his life. Um, And that is really intense. Um, Also, does this mean Haku has never fucked up at anything? 
He's never lost a fight, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. At least not like a real one. You the know. power that he's had through the Keke Genkai, that he had the freedom to start to learn and was encouraged to learn to use, has probably made him virtually unbeatable. Again, by, by most, it took an exceptional ninja with crazy extra powers to break the technique. Sure. What do you think he just does this every single time he... Like fucks up something even minor. Like he like overcooks a chicken a little bit, and he's like, "Well, I'm, he's I'm, that hard I'm, on himself. I'm useless as a tool. You got to, you got to." He's Zabu's screaming like, at Zabu's this cooked chicken Zabu's to like, kill me. You got to kill me. And Zabu's just like, "Oh God." You Jesus joke, Christ. but I have some Type A friends who get really intense about themselves when they make small mistakes. So, like he's like Sweet writing friends. something down. I and just he, want to protect all of you. <laughs> I want to protect you, Elliot. You're not Type A. Let's let's. I'm definitely not Type A, but I do get really intense when I make small mistakes. Yeah, we. I think that's that's fair to say of all of us. Um, Do you tell little boy ninjas wearing orange jumpsuits to kill you? <laughs> yeah, every every soccer. <laughs> if I icon. saw one, I might. <laughs> mm-hmm. I might. If I had a nickel, I'd be like, "This is it. I've crossed into the void. I you must really, be eliminated." You should not go to like soccer con then. This is kind of a, an intense moment though, because like I, I feel like we talk a lot about like how your self worth needs to be within yourself. You know, like you know, you can't your value cannot come from someone else. You need to find value in yourself. Like that's not. I mean, it, it's an important lesson to hopefully learn as soon as you can but that's not like a kid's lesson that's like something a lot of us learn as adults if we ever learn that like you need to invest in yourself Um, and this is such an intense exaggeration of that you know Haku's only sense of value is in relation to this other person and feeling like he has let this other person down he is literally asking for his life to be ended I mean, yeah, I, there, there's nothing I'm going to add to that because it's just, that's, that is exactly what it is. So it's really fucked up. Haku looks at Naruto and says, please make it quick. And then the episode ends, which is just fucking audacious. Hey, everybody. We're just jumping in for a minute to do our uh, mid-episode business. Um, first off, we want to thank uh, Tony Whetstone for doing our art. You can find his stuff on Twitter at MewBlood. That's M-E-W-B-L-O-O-D. Send us emails. <laughs> Where at, Paul? Uh, I don't know. Wherever you want. It'll find us. <laughs> no, it's uh, at otakuthetown at gmail.com. What, what kind of stuff can people email us? Whatever they want. You know, if you just have, like, having some thoughts about the day or just, like, read something that's cool or, I don't know, just, like, a, like a funny video on YouTube, just, you know, just send it to us. Or, I don't know, like, if you have feedback or, you know, whatever, whatever you want. What if people, like, have questions about how, you know, perhaps the rule of law might apply to ninjas? Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, the thing you could do is if you have anything that occurs to you that would be, like, if you were wondering well, how some ninja's actions would uh, perhaps lead to legal consequences, uh, or I don't know, if there's, like, a Hokage who's being very irresponsible in a position of authority, mm-hmm. and you want to talk about that, please write me in, and I will, I will try and answer it. I am actually a practicing lawyer for reals, uh, and I am probably unqualified to judge it, but I'll do a little research if I have some warning ahead of time. Just as a quick primer, um, would the rule of law apply to a Hokage making his initiates suck on his toes in order to attain a certain rank? There's all sorts of employment laws that that would violate. Yeah, you better believe it. That sounds like a hostile work environment to me. What if he were to suck on their toes? Well, it depends on is it is it coerced? Is does it does their job depend on it in any way? Because if it does, then that he's going to get in pretty serious trouble. You tell us, listeners. You tell Paul, mm-hmm. and Paul will tell you. Yeah. 
What else can people do, Kayla? Please, please do rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, it helps other people find us. It helps us know that you love us, even though we can feel your love stretching across the cosmos to reach us in this tiny room where we record. Please do. Yeah, we don't, we don't advertise this podcast, although Paul and I discovered that if we pay like $1.37, <laughs> we can spam certain people's Twitter forever, mm-hmm. endlessly with promoted tweets. Yep. Um, oh, we live in such a dark So maybe we should start. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck your friends. We're going to advertise. No, don't. Don't. Your friends are amazing, and they should They should, They should. should listen to this podcast. I mean, fuck them if it's consensual. But yeah, like, please. Like, if but, you want to. But also, Fuck anybody you want. Fuck anybody you want, as long as it's consensual. We're fine with that. Don't be a sex criminal. Lesson number one. And they're, all, they're mm-hmm. all adult humans. Yeah, yeah. Toes only with permission. I think that about wraps this up. Yeah. Please get us out of this interstitial. Th- thanks so, so much for listening. This is a talk of the town slash love line. I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs> and we're back with episode 18, the weapons known as Shinobi. Um, we don't get a recap in this episode, yeah. which I really like. And we had a pretty minor one last episode, mm-hmm. too. No, we do. We, yeah, it just, oh. We got a recap. They folded it in. They yeah. did. It's like you ordered scrambled eggs, you cut through it, and there's a bunch of bell pepper in the middle. Yeah. It's secretly an omelet. Ooh, that sounds good. I like bell pepper a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I do, too, actually, but some people really have an aversion to it. It felt like the thing to get. So this is like that if you don't like bell pepper, yes. specifically. Okay. Yes. Sorry, it was really specific. It's I was, like, you think it's a beautifully cooked egg, but then you cut into the yolk, and, yeah. and it's... Like a beetle It's up. made of human uh, skin. <laughs> no. It's a Harold omelet. <laughs> hey, kids. I cooked for you. Just kidding. I cooked you for me. <laughs> Really like that. I'm a farmer, so I probably prepare eggs a lot. So this kind of makes sense. I just heard farmer's breakfast, and I thought I'd roll with it. The bacon's made from pigs. Nasty pigs. Nasty pig is a gay thing. They're like gay dudes who like to maybe like lick your pit. Hmm. It's a lot. Okay. Uh. Anyway, so this episode opens up with Dark Boy running determinedly. Um, you see him, like, shouting to somebody behind a door that if the town all rallies together, they can help Naruto and the other ninja. Um, and then there's this fucking cold-as-hell moment where he reaches to open the door and it just locks. Yeah, damn, um, that was that Turns was out it was Old Man Geiza. Mm-hmm. And Old Man Geiza gets a name? Guess who doesn't get a name? In who, Kayla? Mom. Oh, wow! <laughs> Why does old man Geisa get to be old man Geisa, but Inari's mom doesn't even get to have a name? Well, because uh, women have purpose, and it's in relation to the important men in their lives. She does. There's a knitting lady inside of old man Geisa's house, and I don't know who she is, but I'm really here for the shade that she's throwing at Mm -hmm. him. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, Inari's shaming this man that he should come out and help, and the man says, I made up my mind not to fight anymore. And, oh, I didn't take a note on what the old woman says. Did you? No. Oh, shade whatever. throwing is all I got. Yeah. She throws a lot of shade. Uh, I feel like the, the recap doesn't need to get quite that granular. I think it should be, I, I, I think it should just be a script. I think we should just read a script. <laughs> what if we just read a script? Well, this wasn't what even What if the that's recap. the new direction for Otaku the Town? Oh my god. What if we just get transcripts from Naruto and we just narr- read them? Uh, plagiarism? Yeah, that that. I'm pretty that. sure I know what fair use is. <laughs> means it's fine. fair for me to use. I mean, out of the three of us, you're the only one who's worked in law, so yeah, that's fine. That's true. Definitely. And rights and contracts. I'm the only th- one of us who's been arrested. You had a you had a lot of legal experience at Whole Foods. It's true. 
Anyway. So basically, Inari is just running around this town uh, trying to gather people up to help fight. Um, it, It's kind of cool. The old man, you know, was like, I don't want to fight because we'll lose more lives. But Inari says, I don't want to see lives lost either. And that's why we have to fight. And I was like... Yeah, kid. Yeah, you, you, you tell this old man. You tell be, this old asshole. He's going to be the captain of his debate team in high school. He's tired of sitting around and crying. He's ready to take action, mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. Absolutely. Um, and I agree. He's going to have a lot of electives and perform very strongly at them. Mm-hmm. Model UN, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a mun kid. He's going to be like, my country is unbelievably poor. Um, Maybe he gets to act out Konoha or something. There are no people in this town also. Like... Inari's running around and the town is just like utterly deserted. I guess maybe people know there's a ninja fight going on. Famine, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> They've all passed out from hunger. Yeah. Oh, no. So we're back with Naruto and Haku. Um, Haku has, of course, asked Naruto to kill him. Um, and Naruto kind of rightly calls Haku on his bullshit here. He's like, there must be something other than your own strength to make people accept you, you know? He's like... Naruto's like calling out the audacity of this, you know? It's like it's like it's not about being the perfect tool. That's insane. You're a person. And like there have to be other things that will attract people to you. And like mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to see Naruto saying this, you know? Yeah. Naruto has been so lonely for so much of his life. Like I, you know, again, Naruto's showing kind of astounding maturity for such a fucking immature little kid. He has his moments. He does. He's been, I mean, he's he's gone through some pretty terrible stuff. By comparison to Haku, his life in some regards has been easy, but I mean, that's also not how life works. Life isn't pain Olympics. The person with the most tragic past doesn't win mm. anything for having a more tragic past, mm-hmm. but it's empathy. It's two people who are lonely for different reasons and have gone through different things finding each other and bonding over this one thing that they have in common, which is that they both really know what it's like to feel not wanted. Totally. One of them even has a line here. If only we met under other circumstances, we could have been friends. And I forgot to write down who says it and it doesn't matter. Naruto says it, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I guess the only context under which it would matter is like that again is what this show is and exactly who Naruto is in Mm -hmm. one sentence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Haku is begging Naruto to kill him, and it kind of looks like Naruto's caving on this. You know, Haku is reminding Naruto, like, I just killed your your friend, you know? Like, didn't that person mean anything to you? But at the same time, Haku's being incredibly kind. He's like, you know, please, promise you will grasp your dream. And he's so polite. He's still speaking in a way that is so, so polite. Interesting. Like, up until the end, he he's just not a person who is brash or vulgar or even when he's breaking down Mm -hmm. he's doing it in a a way that is is still sort of held back Mm -hmm. yeah um and hello and welcome to the gay of the ninja we're so happy it's been a while naruto decides to do it and he decides to do it because of Sasuke. He does. He is charging towards Haku with a kunai ready to kill uh, because all he can think about is that his his love... His lover is dead. Is dead. Is dead on the ground. Um, and it's unbelievably sad and, and mm-hmm. beautiful and perfect. Um, I think the shot actually like pans back over to Sasuke for a minute. And I feel like in this episode and then for the rest of the arc, the animation quality goes up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If there was if Everyone there was excessive like recap, this is what it was paying forward <laughs> yes, to. Yes. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, so Haku closes his eyes and says, Thank you, you will become stronger. As Naruto is about to kill him. Because for Haku, he's like, this is a, fra- a favor that I'm doing to my friend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help my friend become stronger. I promise you, friend, that you will become stronger for killing me. Mm-hmm. At least I can do this much for you. Totally. Come on, Haku. <laughs> uh, we cut back. Um, to uh, First, we see Sakura, who's still guarding the old man. Um, she can kind of see through the fog, which is interesting. Uh, it just maybe hinting at like some abilities that Sakura will ever develop if she ever develops any abilities to do anything. Um, but she also has like no idea what's going on. She's just like, oh, the fog's clearing up. <laughs> I can see something that looks like a person and something that's just a giant blob mm-hmm. because it's a person covered in dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that a person covered in like 11 dogs? Yep. <laughs> Is that a flash of lightning coming out of the hand? <laughs> um... And yes, it is, um, because uh, Kakashi is charging towards um, Zabuza, the, the still uh, the still dog-stunned Zabuza. <laughs> the dog-enveloped Zabuza. The do- indeed. Um, we flash back to Haku, um, who seems to notice something. Um, he, he, Haku senses, uh, apparently, Kakashi charging towards Zabuza. Uh, and Haku stops Naruto's attack right before it takes him in the heart. Yeah. Easily. 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 Yeah. Handily. Eyes sharpen, his Mm -hmm. body tightens up, he snatches Naruto's fist, and then just like whips around. Like, my lover is Mm -hmm. in danger, my spidey senses are tingling, I'm gonna shut this down. And he vanishes. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of wonder if his mirror teleportation is just a thing Haku can do. Like, because he instantly is just gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really think that it's... It's got to be so much more than just yeah. the mirrors. Or maybe the fact that there's still some lingering fog has something to do with it. Maybe Interesting. traveling through the fog in some crazy way. Who knows? Uh, so we see Kakashi. What is fog other than condensed water? And, I mean, Haku has water power. There He's you a water go. Bender, so Oh, yeah. 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 That's how he's doing it. So we see Kakashi charging towards Zabuza. Um, and then there's a, a mirror that suddenly appears in front of him. There's a horrific spray of blood. Um, and Kakashi's dogs all vanish one at a time, which is interesting. And I don't notice I any. I had some theories about that. Uh, I don't, there's no obvious reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, we do. There is an obvious reason. Um, we see his scroll that he summoned them with, filled with needles, and fall to the ground. Um, and then uh, the camera finishes panning out, and we see that his hand is buried in Haku's chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and my next two notes are literally everything is fucked up about this, and then. I am fucked up about this. (laughs) Yes. Seriously. I know. So before we saw the scroll riddled with needles, Mm -hmm. my first thought upon the dogs vanishing was that's Kakashi going into shock. Because if anyone doesn't Mm -hmm. want to be killing a kid on this show who isn't a kid, Mm -hmm. it's Kakashi. Mm -hmm. It's the last person who should be accidentally forced to kill a kid. Yikes. Yeah. Um, And fucking Zabuza laughs. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and says, oh, looks like you were wrong, Kakashi. Uh, you didn't kill me now after all. Um. Just immediately an asshole. Yeah. Uh, and then it cuts. Um, (laughs) we're back to Inari. Um, (laughs) who has a crossbow. (laughs) And he's wearing a pot. And has become Donald. (laughs) Yes, he's he's fully ascended to Donald (laughs) from Fire Emblem. Um, he's getting ready to go to the bridge. He knows his brand, it's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. He looks like Donald, but also a child soldier, which I guess Donald kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And his mom is like, you can't go. You're just a child. Um, and he says, he already knows what it means to fight because he's his father's son. And his mom is like, oh. I don't know. That's it. I mean. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's not inaccurate. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the scene. That's pretty much what happens. Yeah. Yep. Um, my notes are very literal this time. Normally my notes are very uh, qualitative. This this time my notes are a little more quantitative. That's all right. That's I was in a reduced right. state when We're I watched right. these episodes. We're just going to ease into well, it Well, these episodes put me in a reduced state, <laughs> Fair so... Enough. I just tried to make a quantitative easing joke, but it didn't work. <laughs> I so let's move on. appreciate you. Um, uh, so, yeah, back to Zabuza, who laughs and says, You did great, Haku. Um, fucking dead, Haku, with an arm buried in your chest. Right? He says that he made a great find, like it's... Storage wars, yeah, or something like mm-hmm. it's. His language was reductive before, but now it's just even worse. It's really revolting. It's, um, it's markedly, it's noticeably worse. Yeah, he's swinging his sword at Kakashi and Haku at the same time, and saying, "Even his final moment, he gave me such a great opportunity." Haku like grabbed Kakashi. I don't know mm-hmm. if we were clear about that. Oh, yes. He's like, "So now Kakashi has been immobilized mm-hmm. by the corpse of the boy mm-hmm. who uh, his hand is buried in." Yep. Yeah. Which isn't nearly as fun as dogs. No, not no. at all. We like the puppies. We don't like the hogs. Listeners, either. if you ever have a choice between a bunch of dogs and a boy's corpse, I think you know which one to take. <laughs> That's the question that we're going to start our next episode with. Is If you had to be buried in either dogs or a boy, <laughs> Living which dogs. would you choose? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd have to think about it. Um, buried in? <laughs> it's kind of sweet because then Kakashi like saves Haku. This is a corpse. This is corpse, but his still, corpse. he like he grabs his body mm-hmm. and moves and away. Very and it's not actively. because he's like stuck in his body, no. but he's just like no, and he moves away and respectfully puts him on the ground. So he dislodges him. Yeah, um, he closes Haku's eyes, Haku's dead eyes, which yeah. is horrifying. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of corpse stuff in this he episode. really just, so, more true crime. Um, sometimes certain killers will place their victims in certain poses after killing them, and depending on what they do, it's actually like. a sign of remorse. <laughs> wow! Super excited. Two thumbs up from Paul, known serial killer. Um, no, that was the corpse being posed. Oh, I thought that was what you would do. No, 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 no. That was the that, that was the posed corpse. I'm not narrating that for them, Elliot. Um, it's a lot of great physical comedy. There's a yeah. lot of physical something happening in this. Really movie. good podcast material. <laughs> yeah, this is a great audio medium. Um, but like laying a corpse down and like either crossing the arms over the body, closing the eyes, like just respectfully laying them out in any way. Even if you've committed the murder, they're all considered to be signs of remorse. So Kakashi really treats Haku's body super respectfully. And then he turns and gives Zabuza this look like Mm. he is so ready for revenge for this boy that he barely knows that he just killed. Mm -hmm. What the fuck, man? Come on. I wonder if it's that... Kakashi is a proud dad and knows what that feels like. And he's like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine you would let this you would let this happen to one of your kids. I would never, ever allow this to happen to one of my kids. I feel like Kakashi does have a kid, but he like abandons it. <laughs> I mean like he pays child support sometimes. It's horrible. But like No, he's a perfect dad. No, he's a good <laughs> papa. He's a good papa. Except to his son. Stop it. <laughs> um so the fog starts to clear and then fuck 
I, I, I'm fucking Sakura just sees Naruto and like waves and it's like, oh, Naruto, <laughs> it's was, good to see you. That was so <laughs> funny. Where's Sasuke? Hey, oh, hey, Naruto, how's it going? Yeah. Um, but then Tazuna does something really sweet. He's like a granddad. He's like, like a, a granddad. granddad. Yeah, that was actually very nice. So Sakura's guarding him and he knows that that's very important, but he's like, I can go with you to see what happened if you want. And then he takes her hand and they run over to Sasuke's body, um, which she does just collapse on. And Tazuna does have a daughter, so maybe that's, you know, something he he actually knows how to do from time to time. He doesn't know how to be sober, but he does know occasionally how to be a dad. And Sakura here is really devastating. Um, She, like, first she asks if what she's seeing is an illusion because... She, of course, did see an illusionary dead Sasuke. She's been placed under Genjutsu before where she saw this. Mm-hmm. So, it's... Uh, And then she fucking confirms kind of everything we thought about her. Like, we called her, you know, like, you know, she's not a shitty Hermione. She's Hermione in the wrong book. And mm-hmm. then she literally says, I got perfect scores at the Ninja Academy. I memorized hundreds of rules and the tests were a breeze. Until one day this came up. Rule 25, a shinobi must never show their true feelings under any circumstances, no matter what. The mission always comes first. A ninja must have the strength of character never to shed tears. That is some toxic shit. Right? And she says this while collapsing in tears over Sasuke's body. And Tazuna encourages her. He tells her, like, feel whatever you need to feel in this moment, which is so proper. Totally. I really appreciate him for saying that and for giving her permission to because, my God, she's been taught her whole life otherwise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, my note for here is Tazuna is basically like, damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> um, because it is. It's, it's really deeply fucked up. It, I mean, but there's the nod to the episode title. Mm-hmm. The weapons I, I just, known as Shinobi. I just nodded and then realized that this is an audio medium. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that, that would not be communicated. So yeah. I agree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And listeners... Welcome back to the Gay of the Ninja. That's right. Twice in one episode. We left it briefly, but Indeed. we're back. We're, we're back. We're okay. home. Welcome home. Welcome to my gay arms. Because as Sakura is crying over Sasuke's body, Naruto is clutching his heart. He cannot even look at what has happened. He's trying so hard to follow what has also been taught to him. Mm-hmm. He's trying so hard to be a good ninja. But the truth is, it doesn't matter really how you're raised. Nothing can prepare you for a moment like this. He is desperately clinging to you know the way of the ninja as he knows it and and it is so obviously failing not just him but all of them all of them um because Kakashi fucking changes <laughs> well fucking Kakashi Kakashi like transforms Kakashi like <laughs> like digivolves here we thought that he was a little bit of like a silly but Secretly super strong dude before, mm-hmm. and now he becomes a goddamn beast. Um, Zabuza cannot fight Kakashi. Kakashi is... is no one can fight no, Kakashi. Um, he is unbeatable. He is always two steps ahead of Zabuza. Zabuza cannot get near him. Kakashi is just coldly and calmly taking him the fuck out. Um, he disables one of Zabuza's arms, and just, then the just, other... Just, just so easily. Kakashi yeah. just, just looks just trivially... It casually. takes no time. It's mm-hmm. almost like the show's like... We've been drawing things out. Mm-hmm. We know. You want us to speed things up? Yeah. Hold on to your butts, kids. Casually. Carelessly. It's like Kakashi is fighting a fish. Mm-hmm. Just, just, he just has no trouble here. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Zabuza uh, makes this desperate final block. He loses his sword. He can't move either of his arms. 
And then fucking nasty Gato, the fucking horrible gangster, little terrible man shows up with this army of fucking shitty ass goons. So many goons. I call them goons too. Yeah, goons was our vernacular. We settled on goons. It's the perfect word. It Mm -hmm. it really is. I mean, we had those earlier goons, like the weird cutting one, and Mm -hmm. now it's all of his buddies, all his buddy goons. And once again, on that note, probably like 30 goons. The fucking episode ends. Mm -hmm. Which is, oh my god. So many goons. (sighs) I'm so upset. I, there is a lot happening i mean we just dealt with a major character death yeah i mean it's arcs two major characters but it's still yeah two major characters two major characters i was pretending that sasuke is really dead no but he died like a couple episodes ago i mean we sort of are like we've got there's just a lot a lot going on there's a lot going on Mm. i'm i'm shook i'm hurting i'm reeling but that's not going to stop us, listeners, from talking about something we liked in this episode. <laughs> we try to end on a positive note here, and even though we're emotionally devastated, we're going to rally. We're going to boot and rally mm-hmm. and come at you with something we genuinely enjoy. And puke. And no, then I will that's puke. That's, that's the boot part. Right, and that's what we're coming out. Yes. We're coming out with something we enjoy and puke. <laughs> Great, we boot and, wonderful boot and rally. vernacular. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, I, it, it, this might have even been one of our one of our favorite things from a previous episode, but Haku's powers in his flashback are just it's it's so brief but so cool. He's just he's just waterbending and he has these. I mean, it was under horrifying circumstances, but those giant like ice spears were just super cool. Mm-hmm. And his mirror powers and just everything that he can do is just like clever, creative use of ninja magic, which is always fun in the show. Yeah, uh, mine is also Haku related. Um, I think I even touched on this, but the scene immediately after Naruto punches Haku out of the mirrors, where Haku is struggling to stand as his mirrors are crumbling, and Naruto has this horrific dead face. That may be the coolest single image we've seen in this entire show. Um, the effect of of you know this unbeatable technique just disintegrating in the face of this monster that Naruto has become. Um, that like really shook me and like really stuck with me. I'm actually going to piggyback on your moment a little bit, Elliot, yeah, get off. because there's a <laughs> uh, right after his mask is broken and Naruto realizes who he was. It's not sure who this moment is for, but as Haku is sort of like reeling back from the punch and his mask is disintegrating, there's just this shot of sunlight and these mm. birds flying away. And it, I mean, it calls back to the meadow where they first met. So I feel like it's a little bit of Naruto realizing who Haku is and that they've met before. But I feel like that's also Haku letting go of his last moment of happiness a little bit. Because I feel like that's the moment where he feels like he's really failed Zabuza. And it's kind of terrible that I'm making this my favorite moment because it's a really sad and heartbreaking moment. But for the show to use, um, so, like, animated symbolism like that mm-hmm. is kind of unusual so i felt like i had to call it out it's beautiful and heartbreaking just like haku i don't think it's any coincidence that we all chose very specific haku moments as the best parts of these episodes nope. because haku is the best part of this show he's this an point. incredible character in this arc like just yeah. bar none you know i felt a little bad because especially due to some of the audio stuff our haku conversation from last episode got kind of chopped and screwed and a lot got lost but like Haku is amazing. Like, Haku is absolutely the best part of the show up until this point. Um, and, you know, I don't... Other than the Ninja Dogs. Although, he, he appears before the Ninja Dogs, That's so true. I suppose. That's true. It's yeah. hard to beat puppies. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. Everyone yeah. knows. 
you know, like I still deeply and profoundly remember Haku uh, from when I watched this show, you know, 15 fucking years ago. When was that? Was that 2003 or 2004, Elliot? Uh, 2003, Kayla. All right. Well, there we are. Mm-hmm. Yep. I still remember Haku from that time, too. Kill me. Me, too. Kill, kill me. We're old and withered. <laughs> My bones are turning to dust. You can't get me, Harold. I'll <laughs> wither before your touch arrives. And that's going to do it for us. Um, don't forget to you know, rate us, uh, subscribe, tell a friend, whatever. Um, email us pretty much whatever you want, especially if it's a Ninja Law thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to end this show. I'm too sad. I'm too sad about Haku. It's very sad. It's definitely ha- looking forward to wrapping up this arc. Because there's still so much to say with what's to come. This is really, I, this arc has really affirmed for me what there is to love about this show. Mm-hmm. So much. Puppies. 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 Character development, empathy, friendship, love. Mm-hmm. Puppies. Puppies. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Well, for this weirdly solemn episode of Otaku the Town, uh, I've been Elliot. I've been Kayla. I am still Paul. And, as always, if you love somebody, maybe tell them before somebody buries their hand in their chest. Do this episode as Ludo. Hello and welcome <laughs> to Otago Town! <laughs> Elliot! And Bob!